BBC Good Food Show Winter Day 3. It's busy outside, but I'm glad to say a little oasis of calm and the backstage at the workshops area, been very popular here, is Marverine. And you, I'm delighted to say, are a beer expert. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> now, come on, Marverine, what should we be drinking beer-wise uh, this year? Oh, well, I've got some suggestions going into the December edition of BBC Good Food magazine because I'm the beer columnist for the magazine. Um, really exciting um, stuff in there so I've got a, a low no alcohol option um, from Heineken which I'm going to be featuring in the workshop I'm about to do uh, in about 15 minutes so great if you are the driver the designated driver around Christmas and New Year um, it's just a lovely lager that actually tastes really like a lager and it's not wishy-washy um, and then at the total opposite end of the scale I've recommended um, an Imperial Russian Stout by um, a brewery up in Durham, Durham Brewery. It is 10%. Don't be scared. Don't That's be scared. That's like everybody. a wine. <laughs> Goodness me. It almost is. And obviously, being a stout, it's a dark beer, it's a black beer. And I think a lot of people sometimes have a little bit of fear of the dark beer and that, oh, it's going to be too um, heavy and a little bit too strong for me. But with a stout, really, you've got to treat it with respect. And, and you might, might only need a little tot of it almost like a brandy or a port because the flavours that exude from that stout are very rich dark fruits um raisins um damsons it's sweet it's almost liqueur like there's a little bit of coffee um licorice it is delicious so you could have it as an after dinner beer Wow, mm. goodness. That, now, see, that's we've even got more beer to, to talk about yet, but let's just stop there for a second. Um, that is taking beer into a different type of drinking, isn't it? It's a bit like the, the very fine ciders that used to be wine-like years ago, and then we moved towards the sort of glugging, refreshing ciders, and now we've gone back to those fine ciders. Is that's what's happening with this beer? Yeah, you know, it, this kind of beer and this style, whether it's an Imperial Stout, Imperial Russian Stout, is um, very connoisseur-like and some people who might not be very much into their beers might not know that there is such a craft, such craftsmanship behind producing good beer um, and there's a lot of experimentation around. Um, head brewers will experiment with, with wild yeasts and barrel aging their beers as well so that you do get an extra special experience. It's not just a lager, yeah. it's not just an IPA or a pale ale. It's at something special. Um, I drink this Durham, this Durham beer all year round, but I would suggest it as a little Christmas special. Yes, and at 10%, maybe just the odd bottle here. Absolutely, <laughs> just, go crazy. Just before we finish on the, the, um, uh, the low alcohol or no alcohol, haven't they come on in leaps and bounds over the last... I mean, you go back 15 years or more when the first ones came out, there was like liquid cardboard no names but, but now isn't it isn't it different yeah the whole market has absolutely exploded and so it's down to um, advances in brewing techniques uh, for example um, for the the Lono Heineken um, and, the, and many other brands as well they will produce the beer and they will vacuum distill the alcohol out of it maybe blend with some natural flavors and with this one in particular no added sugar so that if you did a taste test and probably tried the usual 5% lager next to this zero, you'd be like, what's the difference? The difference is no hangover in the morning. Um, and yeah, other brands are available. There are some brilliant ones. Um, Smashed Lager, um, which was in one of my columns back at the beginning of the year. Lucky Saint do a magnificent 
um, Zero Zero Lager as well. There are a whole host of them. Um, and even your most favourite brewery probably now has a low or no alcohol option in their range. So I'd urge you to try it. And a lot of that is a response to changing drinking habits with people. I was reading a report the other day that said that young people are cutting down on the drinking, not drinking, looking for low alcohol alternatives. And the whole landscape's changing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. The data does show that young people are drinking less alcohol. In general, um, you know, if you think about the market, beer sales are still down compared to pre-pandemic levels. But also, as a nation, we are far more conscious now of our health and well-being. Um, a lot of us are getting into fitness, whether it's going cycling, going running, doing yoga, Pilates or whatever. Um, and you might go to a class of an evening and everybody goes to the pub afterwards. And clearly, you know, in the middle of the week, you might be going to work the next day. You definitely don't want some alcohol to drink. And there are so many more choices now, like I said, of, of alcohol-free beers and spirits now and wine. So you don't have to feel like a stick in the mud if you're not having a drink. And it's great. It makes you feel good. So we started with low and no alcohol. We pendulum swung dramatically yes. up to your, your Russian Imperial um, Stout at a 10%. What else are you tasting here and what else might people want to try over Christmas? Yeah, what's in the middle? Um, there is a magnificent beer, a, a champagne beer. It is in a champagne bottle, a Belgian beer called Deus that I recommended this time last year in um, December 2020's column. You can get it online um, and it's, it's sold on a lot of sellers online. Um, it's probably about 25 to 30 pounds a bottle, similar to champagne. It is treated in the same way, so um, when, it is, when it's gone for fermentation, it is turned in the remouage fashion and there is uh, champagne yeast inside it. What you get is um, almost that kind of sparkling wine champagne taste and aroma, and you get almost uh, sort of pineapple and honey notes in this beer. So that's Deus, D-E-U-S, if you're looking for something special for the table um, to have with your main meal on Christmas Day or Boxing Day. Um, here at this tasting, I'm bringing in a brewery from Birmingham, of course, because the show is live from Birmingham, <laughs> yay! So I've got the aptly named Birmingham Brewing Company and their Gold Brummy, because um, I'm a brummy myself. It's an IPA, nice golden beer, a beautiful balance of, of bitterness and sweetness. Um, IPA is probably the style that people love the most at the moment because it gives you that level of a um, little bit more assertive bitterness, but a great balance of sweetness as well and lovely tropical fruity notes yeah. on the nose when you smell it. Um, I also have in this tasting today a Christmas ale brewed by Shepherd Neem, which is the oldest brewer in the country, based in Kent. Um, it is almost a, a mulled wine of beers. So there's fruity mulled spice in there, a bit cinnamony, cinnamony a bit clovey, um, delicious beer. Again, that maybe you could reserve it to be an after-dinner beer, maybe with a, um, some cheeses, because it's 7%. Um, delightful beer. So those are my choices for today. I'm, I'm, I'm salivating already <laughs> thinking about it. Um, I do wonder as well, during the pandemic, I mean, over the past few years, real ale producers have um, tried to expand their ranges. Um, there's been problems with pubs closing and people then obviously needing to socialise to go and try hand-pulled real ale, a, a favourite of mine. There seems to have been an explosion of craft breweries that are um, able to distribute in bottles and increasingly in cans. Whereas yes. canned beer years ago, when I was this high, um, 
canned beer was the, the low end of the market, but yeah. now it's a premium end of the market. Absolutely. Canned beer is de rigueur. Um, can't think of many um, breweries who haven't started in the last 10 years who are either canning primarily and not even bottling, or they have introduced um, canning lines along with their bottling. Um, because, you know, there's so much more variety, even in terms of what you can do in decorating and labelling your can. There are some brilliant designs and some brilliant illustrators out there. But again, advances in technology have proven that the beer in the can just tastes magnificent, as good as in a bottle. Um, so there's no difference in flavour at all. And I think in terms of, um, again, it being great to recycle because they're at the aluminium, that's really easy as well. Um, and yeah, canning is it. So don't be afraid of getting a, a canned beer. Um, a lot of microbrews as well adapted really quickly in the pandemic because a lot of businesses had to, uh, particularly if they were only selling and making and selling cask beer and pubs and pubs closed, right? So they quickly implemented canning lines, they created online shops. I, I've heard of some stories where some breweries kind of hand delivered beer to people or um, one of my friends, Miranda, who runs Duration Brewery with her husband in Norfolk near Kings Lynn, they drove and, and, and took their own deliveries all around the country to some of the grocery stores and off-licenses that were open because the whole distribution system had almost stopped. Um, so microbreweries and the, the owners, the founders, are passionate people. They love what they do and they do it all for the drinker to give us a great experience when we're having our drinks, so. Absolutely. Now I have to ask, how do you get to become the beer writer in Good Food magazine? Come on, what's the secret? Because if you're thinking of stepping down, I want your job. I'm very lucky. I mean, um, I got a call, gosh, I can't remember when, um, from Keith, uh, the, the editor of BBC Good Food magazine. And he met me over a decade ago when I was hosting a beer tasting at um, a mum bloggers live event. I know, I took beer to a mum <laughs> bloggers live event. It's fantastic. Brit Mums, uh, many years ago, and he remembered me from then. Um, and I'm a, an accredited beer sommelier. So uh, because of my passion for beer and because I've been, I was writing a blog about beer and appearing a lot on This Morning and Alan Titchmar show, kind of doing different live tastings, um, and um, he said, well, you know, we need to do beer and who better to do it than you? Um, can we have your suggestions? And um, it all kind of made sense because a lot of breweries send me beer anyway. Um, oh, dear. What a yeah, shame. I know. Ding dong. <laughs> every day the, the bell goes. And there's a delivery driver going, another parcel for you. Um, and so my husband's face lights up when he sees the boxes of beer lined up in our hallway. It's like, what are we going to open today? Um, and that's because brewers want me to try their beer, to test their beer, uh, for me to get a feel for them. Uh, lots of new brands on the market now as well, asking me to do the same. So um, bringing good food readers, my suggestions, is an absolute joy. I bet that's not what you told your careers teacher at school, <laughs> though, is it? Right, Marine, what do you want to do for a living? Well... <laughs> I want to taste beer. I think I wanted to be a teacher. And in the end, I mean, I do as well. I'm, a, I'm an academic as well. I teach as well. So, okay. yeah, I ended up doing that too. <laughs> Some fabulous suggestions, Marvin. Absolutely delightful to meet you here. And you're, you're going to be starting your workshop in a minute. I see this. Yeah, it's for, you ask, we're asking for some water to be put yes. out, weren't you? In between. Important to clean the palate as well with beer, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. So that then you can kind of get the very best flavour of each beer without the last one kind of 
interfering and still being in your taste buds, just a little swill with some water will help. Fantastic. Great to catch up with you. And you. Thanks a lot.